I went from everything being a secret as a teenager and being like, oh my God, don't tell anyone. Oh my God, this is a secret. To like, oh, that's just private. Like someone told you something in confidence. Like it's not a secret because it's like open with who it's important to be open with, but that's not your business to be sharing to everyone else that's private. Hello listener, my name is V, the voice of Pod, and I am the host of Podcaster. Podcaster is a show where I ask podcast creators a number of random questions. Then they give spontaneous, open and honest answers about life and the podcast they have created. Hello Podcaster. Hello. <laughs> Please introduce yourself and your podcast to our listeners. I'm Hannah Witten. My podcast is called Doing It and it's all about sex and relationships and dating and gender and love and bodies, <laughs> all of those things. Thank you for joining us, Hannah. How are you today? I am good. It is a rare sunny day, which has got me in a good mood. Are you ready? Yes. Great. Let's begin. Why did you decide to start your podcast? So in 2017, I released my first book, which was called Doing It. It was um, all about sex and relationships, like a sex ed uh, young adult book. Um, So the name came from that book, um, but I didn't actually start the podcast until like two years after the book came out. Um, And that's because... Another podcast that I was doing with two of my friends called Banging Book Club, which was a um, a book club podcast where we read books about sex. Um, that came to an end, um, but I really wanted to stay in the podcasting space. Um, and I thought, hey, you know what? One thing that I really want to do is is talk to people about sex, and um, it's a great excuse for me to uh, talk to lots of really interesting people. Um, about sex and relationships and stuff. So that's where it came from. What has been the biggest challenge making your podcast? Um, so sometimes I think that the biggest challenge is going to be running out of topics um, or running out of guests who want to come on the podcast. But then that has actually turned out to never be a challenge. Um, I think I get to a point where I'm like, oh, what are we going to do next? And then suddenly it's like, oh, wait, there's all of these people and all of these topics. Like, it's never ending. Um, But one actual challenge has probably just been a technical side of things. Like, audio is not my forte. Um, So it's definitely been a learning curve. And then uh, with the pandemic, um, I used to record in person with everyone um and so now that that shift to remote um but it's been like a whole year of doing it remotely now so I feel like I've got a handle on it but yeah technical side of things is always a bit of a challenge what's something you wish you had done earlier in life oh I I wish that I had lived in New York for a bit because I went to New York for the first time when I was 17 and just fell in love with the city and uh, I said to myself, like, oh, I'm going to live in New York someday. I'm going to live in New York someday. And then every time I would go visit New York, I would like re-fall in love. But just being there for a few days, a week or whatever it would be, um, would like scratch that itch. 
And then life just continued to happen back home. Um, and now I'm at a place in my life where <laughs> I have a mortgage and me and my partner are trying to conceive. And I'm like, hmm, maybe this dream to live in New York, like, is not gonna happen at some point. Um, but I still love visiting, but that's something that I wish I'd done earlier, maybe, just to like get it out of my system. But alas, maybe one day, we'll see. <laughs> Who inspires you? Who inspires me? Um I'm, I always find myself being really inspired by uh, Chelsea Fagan, who is the founder, co-founder and CEO of The Financial Diet. I just really love the platform that they've built um, and what she does and what she stands for working in the like world of finance, uh, personal finance content. Um, Kimberly Foster in that same way with what she's built with For Harriet, really inspiring. Um, I feel like I should... <laughs> mentioned someone in like the sexuality field who I find very inspiring um I really love Justin Hancock who's a sex educator um just everything the, the thoughtfulness that's it his thoughtfulness with everything that he makes and what he and what he creates around sex and relationships inspiring comedy or horror 100% comedy. Uh, I cannot handle my horror. Comedy horror, maybe, but straight comedy is my fave. What has been one of the most interesting things you've learned making your podcast? Ooh, um, so in the actual process of making the podcast, I feel like I have learned interview skills. Um, definitely still honing them, but I can feel myself like being more confident in like how I ask questions and like listening skills oh my goodness listening skills um but in terms of like topics of like interesting things that I've learned like from my guests it's it's really difficult to like reel off sex facts sometimes but it's just more around like really getting to grips with the nuances of people's understanding around sex sexual experiences um, the politics of it and I guess just how interwoven sex is as a subject matter into so many different aspects of our lives like we like to think of like sex as this separate thing um, and something that you know doesn't really deserve the same like seriousness as other big topics in our lives like work and family and politics and health and like all of these things when actually like sex has everything to do with all of those things um so is that an interesting thing that I've learned or is that just me getting on my soapbox being like sex is serious we should talk about it <laughs> is it better to go with your head or your heart ah uh, okay so <laughs> I feel like me a few years ago would have been like heart like a hundred percent heart, like anything else is is silly. Um, but my partner would a hundred percent answer head, and he is like such a I was gonna say such a stoic, but what I mean by that is that he's like really into his stoic philosophy, um, which is all about like not all about, but a lot of it is about rationality. Um and I think as I've gotten older, I've made a lot more decisions 
that are rational. And like the, the this kind of question, it's, um, what's the word? It's misleading because heart, going with your heart on like making decisions and stuff, it's it sounds like you're romanticizing it. But actually what that means is like going with um, your your first response rather than like actually thinking about it. If this question was, is it better to go with your head or your gut? I would say go with your gut. Cause I think our gut is so, that feeling that like intuition, ooh, like you can rationalize your way into or out of things that actually you should or shouldn't be doing. Um, but our gut always knows. What keeps you awake at night? Uh, my stoma. I have an ileostomy, which is basically I poo into a bag. Uh, I have to get up in the night to empty it. That's the literal thing that keeps me up at night. Um, you know, what I assume this question is actually getting at <laughs> um, is sometimes when I wake up, I struggle getting back to sleep because I'm just like, my brain is firing off lots of... Um, like ideas for work, like um, YouTube videos, podcast episodes, or just like just general like business or content creation stuff. Um, and I have to actually like wake myself up and write some notes down before I forget <laughs> what the hell my brain is doing. Sometimes it makes no sense the next morning. Other times I'm like, oh, that was an epiphany. Let's, let's take action on this thought. Do you prefer giving or receiving presents? Oh, uh, I'm terrible at both. <laughs> Wait, can you be terrible at receiving presents? Um, I, 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 I do really like receiving presents, but I think I get more joy from giving presents, uh, but I don't like having to think about it too much. Like, when a specific event comes along and I'm like, oh, I have to get this person a present like for their birthday or for Christmas or something, I stress out. Whereas if I'm like, oh, I think this person would really enjoy this thing, I would much prefer to get people's people presents like outside of a constrained amount of time. <laughs> um, but yeah, for Christmas this year, I made all of my family resin coasters out of my wedding flowers. And that was so much fun. I mean, I didn't get to see their faces when they opened them, but I had fun making them. Who would your dream guest be on your podcast? Esther Perel. I want Esther Perel. <laughs> I want to talk to her. Um, she's she's in the big leagues though, um, but she's she's like my holy grail podcast guest. What was the first single you owned? <sighs> oh. Bring It On Back by S Club 7. Is that the name of the song? Bring It On Back To You? I don't know. It would either be like S Club 7, Steps or Spice Girls. One of those. But I feel like I can visualise the CD cover of the S Club 7 one. But I had a Steps cassette. So that would have been earlier. Ooh. One of those. <laughs> what small things in life annoy you more than they should? Ah, what annoys me? Um, 
I get annoyed by things not being in their place. Like right now I can see that there's a dirty mug and a dirty glass on my partner's desk. There's a used tissue that isn't in the bin and there are two bobbles just lying on his desk. And there is a pot for bobbles in the bedroom and they're just there and it's really annoying having to stare at them. <laughs> How good are you at keeping secrets? I don't know, I've not had to keep secrets in ages. It feels like something I did when I was younger. Whereas now I'm just like, <sighs> secrets to me seems like there's harm being done when you're hiding something. Whereas I'm very good at um, holding up and maintaining people's privacy. Like that's kind of like, I went from, everything being a secret as a teenager and being like, oh my God, don't tell anyone. Oh my God, this is a secret. To like, oh, that's just private. Like someone told you something in confidence. Like it's not a secret because it's like open with who it's important to be open with, but that's not your business to be sharing to everyone else that's private. That's the thing I've learned recently, the difference between secrets and privacy. Do you enjoy being the centre of attention? Yes. Next question. <laughs> you see someone you know on the way to work. Do you say hello or pretend you haven't seen them? Uh, <laughs> so back in a world when I would actually be out and about and maybe bumping into people, I've done both. It depends on how quickly I need to be somewhere, uh, my relationship with that person, uh, how I'm feeling that day, um, but I have definitely uh, ignored people and pretended I haven't seen them. I also wonder if they're pretending that they haven't seen me because there's been moments where you just like walk straight past each other. And, and I kind of like that because either they legitimately didn't see you and great, no harm done, or they're also having the same inner turmoil as you, just being like, I'm just not in the mood. I just need to get to where I am. Like, oh no, please don't stop me. Please don't stop me. And neither of you stop each other. And, and it's great. You're both just like, and like, it's a mutual silent understanding. <laughs> Hot or cold? Okay. So my answer is hot. To this obviously there's no context to this question but if the question was too hot or too cold I'd rather be too cold but if it's just hot or cold hot what law would you abolish if you could I guess something that's been on my mind a lot recently and something that I very much stand for and we've had guests on the podcast talk about it is um uh decriminalizing sex work um in all its its forms. So in the UK at the moment, uh, uh, the buying and selling of sex is legal, like you, that you can do that. However, there's a lot of the things that happen on the periphery that um, are illegal. So uh, brothel keeping is illegal, but in the law, brothel keeping is def defined by uh, two or more sex workers working together, um, which basically means that a lot of sex workers have to choose between safety and breaking the law. And um, the system that we currently have is not helpful for protecting sex workers and um, 
the thing that sex workers have been calling for for years is um, to decriminalise it. Um, and so that's what I would do. What three episodes of your podcast would you recommend to new subscribers? Um, well, I guess I, from mentioning that sex work stuff, I would recommend listening to the episode of Charlotte Rose, where we talk about sex workers' rights in the UK. Um, and then I would recommend listening to the episode with Dr. Karen Gurney, um, which is called something like um, the sex three times a week myth. Um, which is all about like debunking all of these myths around desire and frequency of sex, um, which I feel like a lot of people need to hear because these are messages that just like, we just receive and we're like, don't know where they came from. And we're like, wait, that's not true. Um, and it definitely, I think it definitely helps. That episode talks a lot about that, like comparison, um, like, is my sex life good? Like, how do I, like, does it match up to the sex that I think other people are having not that you know what they're having what you think that they're having um and then the third one that i would recommend um would be uh this episode that i did with um alexandra hurst who's a divorce lawyer and i put out this episode just before i got married <laughs> um and I just think it's a really interesting one. We talk a lot about the legal and the financial reality of marriage and divorce, um, specifically kind of like in the in the UK, in the UK context. Um, and I think there's just a lot of stuff in there that people do not realize before they get married. And we should. We're signing a legal contract. Like think about all of the advice that you're given and all of the questions that you're allowed to ask before you get a mortgage or like sign a contract at your job, like you get to read it all over. Where is my marriage contract that I don't actually have one? <laughs> like to read the terms and conditions. What are the terms and conditions of this marriage? Um, how do I get out of it if I want to? Um, so yeah, I'd recommend that episode as well. <laughs> your podcast covers a lot of awkward topics. What makes you blush? <gasps> oh! What makes me blush? Oh my goodness. Really? Maybe not that many things. Um, my partner blushes at a lot more things. I can very easily embarrass him. But am I easily embarrassable? Ah, oh, I do feel myself getting embarrassed by sometimes how gullible I am when it comes to like April Fool's jokes that my parents have played on me over the years because they know me so well. They know exactly like the right medium of like, it's believable, but it's also outlandish. And then like my reaction to being like, oh my God. And then they'll be like, Hannah April Fool's. And I just do not register what day it is. Um, and I get really embarrassed <laughs> when I think about my reaction to those. Um, Thankfully, they don't really often bring it up with people, but if my parents ever were like, oh my God, remember that time, Hannah, when we made you think that X, Y, and Z, I would blush and I would get very embarrassed. <laughs> That's all the questions completed. How did you find the experience? I enjoyed it. Thank you very much, V. Thank you again, Hannah, for being a guest on Podcaster. It was nice to meet you. You too.
Thank you for listening to this episode of Podcaster. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate and review. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at PodcasterPod. This podcast was brought to you by the Chancer Collective. Take care and until next time, goodbye.